This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down, end zone, touchdown, touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Well, it's 2 o'clock on the dot here on this Monday. Raider Nation Radio 920 on Necessary Roughness coming off the heels of JT the Brick. And, of course, before that, we had the morning tailgate, Clay Baker and Hondo Carpenter following us. We'll have Vinny Bonsignor. And today is that day, Raider Nation. Today is the day that we're expecting to hear from, at the very least, the new GM of the Raiders. And that's Dave Ziegler coming over from the New England Patriots. And I can't tell you what else is going to happen at this press conference that they've called. Uh, myself and Damon are here in studio. Vinny Bonsignor is there in Henderson at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, waiting very patiently for the press conference that, again, we don't know exactly who's going to be there, but I think it's safe to say that the GM will definitely be announced. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, jump into the opening drive because when it's time to go, we want to make sure we t- we're time to go and we're able to hear it on, on, um, right on demand. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. So we're going to have the press conference live. As soon as they, they go to it, it should be starting any second now. We'll, we'll go to it and we'll see exactly who it is. I'm expecting Mark Davis. I'm expecting to hear from maybe Dan Ventrelli and then also GM uh, Dave Ziegler. And maybe you'll hear a head coaching announcement as well. Uh, that would be Josh McDaniels if it does in fact happens but I do think we're about to go live to the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center right now my man Damon is getting this all queued up and let me know just give me the finger when you're ready to go and not that finger give me the thumbs up I know which one you want to give me but I want you to give me the one that just says the thumbs up and you're ready to go I will tell you we have Jordan Schultz coming up on the show today uh, ready to talk about uh, Josh McDaniels and the way that his interview went over the weekend with the Silver and Black. He'll come up at 2.30. Bob Roller, National Director of Sports Management from the Shrine Bowl, will join us at 3 o'clock. And Ed Graney will join us at 3.30. Now, without further ado, let's go to the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. As you all know, 2021 was quite a season for the Raiders. Um, Ups and downs. But uh, in October... We got shook to the core when our head coach resigned uh, five games into the season. And at that time, we had to make a quick, quick decision on who was going to lead the Raider team that John and Mike Mayock had built for this season. And uh, after careful consideration, we chose Rich Bisaccia, the special teams coach, number one, because we felt it would be less distraction uh, than taking, uh, say, Gus Bradley from defense or maybe Tom Cable from offensive line. And uh, despite the fact that we didn't get where we wanted to get to this year, and that's the Super Bowl this week, I'm so proud, and they should be so proud of the job that they did. Um, With all the uh, chaos, and I will call it chaos, going around the team, not only with the things that were going on off the field, but on the field as well, uh, COVID and everything else, um, they truly went the Raider way. And I'm just, I'm really so grateful to Rich Bisacci and the rest of the coaching staff for what they did. Um, when John resigned, we immediately went into another uh, aspect, and that was to start uh, 
checking into who we thought might be coaching candidates and potentially GM candidates if that were going to be the case, if we can go that way. And uh, we put together quite a list. And when the uh, season ended, we decided we wouldn't start our process of interviewing until the, uh, champ the, the uh, playoffs were over for us. So once we finished our final game, we put together a, uh, a committee which consisted of Dan Ventrelli, Tom Delaney, myself, and a fellow by the name of Ken Harrock, who was actually the ringleader of this. And we had about uh, 12 people that we brought in. We initially started, the first person we interviewed was Rich Bisaccia. It was a five-hour interview. It was fantastic. Rich was great. Um, then we went into doing uh, general managers. And uh, so we went through that process uh, with uh, Ken actually asking the questions, us listening, and then near the end of the, each interview, we would in interject our questions as well. We uh, think that the process was well done. It was extensive, exhaustive, and uh, today I'd like to introduce the new general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders from, uh, was it, uh, oh man, I'm losing it. Uh, that, which, John, Carroll. John Carroll University, and, and that's Dave Ziegler. And if Dave, Dave would come up, I'd appreciate it. And he, I, he does deserve a hand, guys. Welcome, Dave. Appreciate it. Um, what I'd like, like to do right now is just have Dave let you know a little bit about himself, and uh, we'll go from there. All right. Well, first, um, I want to thank everyone for being here today and taking time out of your day, those in the room and, and those uh, watching outside of the room. Um, first, I want to thank Mark and, and the committee um, that was involved in the hiring process. It was a very thorough process. Um, a detailed process, and I know they interviewed a lot of quality candidates. Um, so it's really an honor for them to select me as the next general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders and to represent Raider Nation. Mark's passion for the Raiders, his commitment to my beliefs and what's important to me to, to, to make this um, organization, a uh, cha championship caliber, caliber organization, and his commitment to, um, to winning and his energy made this job highly desirable for me and my family. The stadium, the facilities, the weight room, the training room, the locker room, I could go on and on. Um, it, it, it really is, it harkens back to a phrase made famous by um, the late Al Davis, um, there really is a commitment to excellence when you walk into this building and when you walk into this stadium. The, fra the phrase commitment to excellence resonates uh, with many of my core beliefs and a lot of the foundational pieces um, that will be important to building a championship culture here. We'll be an organization that lives in the details. No task will be too small. Every task will be measured with the same standard of excellence. We will hire excellent people that are driven by team and that are loyal to our cause. We will strive to have high-end communication at all levels of the organization, which takes effort and takes time to build. We'll be demanding, 
but never demeaning. We'll invest in the growth of our employees and have them reach their goals. The fabric of our culture will be to evaluate and evolve consistently and constantly our processes and our people to make sure that we are always operating at a championship level. Being committed to the standard of excellence is going to occur from the top down, and it's what, we'll take, it's what it will take to build this organization into an organization that consistently competes for championships. I would be remiss not to thank um, some people that helped me get here. Um, as Mark mentioned, um, I was, you know, attended John Carroll University, and, and I'll get to that. But first, I wouldn't be sitting here today if it wasn't for my wife, Carissa, and my kids, uh, Asher, Georgina, and Camden. Um, Carissa is the true GM of my family. Um, if you know me and you know us, you know that she handles everything. Um, she's extremely talented in her own right, and um, just a blessing to have in my life, and, and, and is really, um, again, is a, is a major part of, of me being here today. My mom and dad, my brother and sister, um, who are probably trying to watch online somewhere, um, their love and support um, has always been constant and has always driven me to succeed. And also my extended family, who taught me the value of a strong work ethic and doing the right thing. <clears throat> my in-laws, Ron and Anita, uh, also have been very supportive of, as we've bounced around from Denver and moved uh, multiple times over the, last, um, over the last 10 years. They've always been, been, been by our side and have always been um, supportive of our vision. Quickly, um, my family in Talmadge, Ohio, which, was, which is where I was born and raised, I have a large support system in Talmadge. Um, that's where you learn, that's where I learn to compete every day. It's a, it's a small town, it's a sports crazed town, and it was, it was football, basketball, baseball. Um, that's what you did, that's what your identity was about, and, and that's where I really learned to compete. Um, two coaches I have to recognize quickly, um, my head high school coach Jeff Ferguson and uh, Randy Scava, who were two people that pushed me beyond limits that um, I thought I could push myself both physically many times, uh, mentally and emotionally, and they were big parts of who I am today. The John Carroll community, which runs deep in the NFL and runs deep in many coaching circles from college to high school, um, the high standards and the commitment to serving others is something that I learned there and is something that I take with me uh, every day when I come into work. I must thank the Patriot Organization, Robert, Jonathan Kraft, um, for their first class treatment of me and my family. Of course, Bill Belichick, uh, who has been a great teacher for, to me um, in all things football. And Nick Casario who uh, I've known for a very long time, who brought me to New England, who taught me many of the ins and outs of the scouting system that I believe in today. In closing, it is an honor to represent Raider Nation in this historic franchise. And there will be one focus from here going forward. And simply put, it will be to just win, baby. Thank you. Thank you. Um, before we get into questions and everything, there's somebody else I'd like to introduce, and that's the next head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders from John Carroll University. 
Mr. Josh McDaniel. Thank you to uh, everybody for being here uh, today and for those of us uh, that are not here and join us online, I appreciate you uh, uh, being here. Um, I'd like to begin uh, by thanking Mr. Davis, uh, Dan Ventrelli, um, the entire Raiders organization. Um, it's, it's been an incredible uh, experience for me the last three or four days here, uh, getting to, to know the people in the organization. Um, you know, it's, it's been a thorough process. They've been very candid. Um, I, I understand the vision uh, that, that they have in mind. Uh, that's been clear from the beginning, uh, what they're looking for. Um, seeing the stadium, the facility, uh, and again, every person that I've met thus far, uh, you can tell uh, where this organization is headed, uh, and I'm excited to be a part of it. Um, I'm also excited to partner with uh, Dave Ziegler, uh, who is not only a friend of mine, but uh, we go back a long way, and uh, uh, I have a great deal of respect for him, uh, his ability to uh, to do the job that, that he's been hired to do here, uh, evaluate, lead our personnel and scouting department. Um, you know, he's a hard worker, tireless in his effort to, to do anything that he can to help the football team win, uh, and I'm excited to, to join uh, in our vision together. Um, I would also uh, like to thank the New England Patriots uh, organization, uh, Robert, Jonathan Kraft, uh, Coach Belichick, um, 18 years, uh, I was very fortunate to learn and grow uh, in a world-class organization, a first-class uh, environment, um, learned so many things from them. Um, feel fortunate that me and my family were able to go through that experience, um, and, and now uh, here I am today. Um, my family, uh, starting with Laura, uh, my wife, um, she's my biggest supporter. Uh, she's the rock and head coach of of our crew back home. Um, my four kids, uh, Jack, Maddie, uh, Livy, and Nina, uh, who are excited to join Raider Nation. Um, uh, they're, they're obviously my biggest support system, uh, and they've, they've helped me uh, chase my dreams and goals uh, professionally, uh, and it, it would be impossible without their support. Uh, my mom and dad, um, that's why I'm in this profession today. My father was a uh, uh, head football coach, high school football coach. Um, he's a legend in Ohio. Uh, he didn't like me to say that, but uh, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about that. Um, you know, and I've been going to, to practices since I was four or five years old, and, um, and my mother's, uh, I tell her all the time, she's the, the best, uh, you know, mother of a, of a player when I was growing up that I could ask for. She knew what a three technique was. She knew what punt protection was. and. You know, so uh, we, we, we got an earful from her. Um, but their support uh, has been incredible uh, in my life and uh, certainly in my career. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the assistant coaches uh, that I've worked with, um, the players uh, that I've had the privilege to coach. Um, I know that uh, any advancement, personal advancement in this profession uh, is only as the result of the collective efforts of everybody else. Um, and certainly, uh, they're the big reason why I'm sitting here today, and uh, I thank them. Um, the last 10 to 12 years 
Uh, I've really had an opportunity to grow as a person, as a coach, as a man, um, and try to figure out, um, you know, after my experiences uh, in Denver and, and St. Louis, um, who I am, uh, how I wanted to be defined uh, in my career, uh, what I wanted to represent, and how I would lead the next time if I, if I got another opportunity uh, to be a head coach. And I've, I've, you know, it's crystallized for me. I'm clear in the vision that I have uh, for this role, for this job, for this team. Um, and I'm going to be myself. Uh, and I think that's really important uh, for me um, and, and our organization as we go forward. Um, I'm the son of a football coach. And uh, I, you know, I don't apologize for that. I knew I wanted to do this uh, since I was four or five years old. And um, I love everything about this game. I love the practices. I love the weight room. I love the film study. Um, I love the winning and losing, even though nobody wants to lose. Uh, that's how you get better in this game. Um, and all the challenges that are presented in terms of trying to reach your ultimate goal in this profession, uh, all of those things are uh, part of the process. And if you didn't love part of that process, uh, it would be a problem. And I love to work hard. I'm going to be committed to the cause, which has been made very clear to me. I know it's clear to Dave. Um, I value character, hard work, loyalty. Um, those are really important things to me. Um, and I also think that it's really important, as I've grown uh, and understand now, how important it is to evolve, uh, to innovate, uh, to do new things, to try to figure out new ways uh, for us to uh, continue to try to be the best. Um, a wise man once told me that when you're young, you try to accumulate and advance. And when you get older, uh, you figure out that it's a lot more about serving and impacting others. And I think I've gone through both phases. And I learned a lot through my experiences, and now I'm excited to have that opportunity uh, to consistently impact other people. And I'm competitive, um, and everything that I that I do and I'm involved in, I want to compete to try to be the best we can we can be. Um, I think we'll uh, our team will show that uh, day in and day out. I think that's the best way for us to reach our our, our potential uh, is to compete in, in every aspect of of our organization. Um, the mission here, uh, Mr. Davis has made it very clear to me. Um, we're committed to doing whatever it takes uh, to win on and off the field. It's very important for us uh, to be a pillar in the community, uh, to do the right thing, to represent uh, this organization, Raider Nation, uh, the city of Las Vegas with class and integrity, uh, and we'll do that. Um, we're going to build a culture that is sustained <clears throat> by high character people uh, that work hard uh, to meet that championship standard in every area. Um, we want a tough, smart football team that's explosive, um, that's important, <laughs> that, can, that, can adapt, that can adapt in today's NFL. I think that's really important. Um, you can't beat uh, every team the same way, and, and we're going to need to be adaptable. Um, I, I, you know, uh, the, the organization itself has, has, like I said, made such an impression on me in such a short time. And, we're going to represent that organization the right way. Um, there'll be one rope, and from Mr. Davis on down, we're going to pull it in the same direction. And we have one goal, and if we're all pulling in the same direction, uh, we can accomplish a lot of great things. Uh, there will be a million moments um, that contribute to the success of this organization, and uh, this will, will be the first one. Um, to our players and fans, uh, we're committed uh, in our pursuit of excellence. Whatever we have to do, uh, to achieve our goals. Uh, we're going to put our head down. We're going to work hard. 
Uh, we're going to put great people uh, in this building in every area. Uh, we're going to do what it takes uh, for us to achieve, um, you know, that vision. Um, and in closing, um, you know, I've, I've, I feel blessed uh, to, the, to the people that have impacted me along the way, uh, starting with my mom and dad. Uh, my family uh, have played such an important role in me being here today. Um, I've been patient. I've been selective, um, maybe to a fault sometimes. Uh, people wanted me to do things uh, a little earlier than maybe I did them. Um, but it was going to take a special place uh, for me to, uh, to really leave where I was. And I found that here uh, in Las Vegas. And, uh, you know, I, I thank Mr. Davis again for having the faith uh, in me to, to lead this team as the head coach. Uh, and I know that the greatness of the Raiders is in its future. And I can't wait to get started. So, before, before, before we get to questions, I just want to say one thing. When I met Josh on Saturday, um, we, we met in the hallway as we were passing. It was before the uh, interview process was going to start. And uh, I said, hey, I introduced myself and everything. And he said, he looked me in the eye and he said, there's one thing. It was a fumble. <laughs> so Raider Nation, if you're worried, he's already come over to the dark side. <laughs> All right, guys, with that, True we'll, story. <laughs> we'll open it up for questions. We have microphones on either aisle. Please state your name and affiliation. Go ahead, Vinny. Vinny Bonsignor with Las Vegas Review Journal. This is for Josh and uh, Dave. Um, you mentioned that you were patient, and uh, there have been reports that over the years there have been overtures made you know, for you and to be head co coaches elsewhere. Um, what was it about this organization that made you say, okay, this is the one that I want to leave New England for? Yeah. Um, well, the, I mean, when you, when you go through this process, um, I w like I said, I was very impressed with how exhaustive they were um, just in their evaluation um, of me um, and my fit and how I would fit into their vision. Um, and then you come out and you spend time with them. You meet the people. Uh, you see that everything's done in a first-class manner. Um, their commitment to winning is easy to feel, to see. Um, and to me, walking through this building and having a sense of the history and tradition of this organization and how much that impacts, um, you know, the day-to-day -day here, um, it really hit me. Um, this is one of those iconic places, and it's a historic organization um, that has unbelievable history and tradition, um, you know, and it's in every hallway. And so I just, you know, getting to know them, feeling their commitment, and understanding that that, that really married up with what my vision uh, would be for another opportunity uh, it was easy to make the choice. Hey, everyone. It's Tashawn Reed from The Athletic. Um, this is a, just an open question. Um, when it comes to personnel and, and roster construction, what's sort of the, the vision for how the decision-making process will, will, will happen between whether it's, you know, McDaniels or Rosigler? Just to clarify, in terms of how we're going to make decisions? Yes, in terms of just like transactional, drafting, uh, roster construction, how's that sure. decision-making process? Sure. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, as the, as the general manager and, and, and as the, the one leading the charge on the, on the scouting side and personnel and college and pro, um, you know, the, that direction will come from me um, in terms of, you know, the construction of the roster. Obviously, we're um, – Josh and I are, are – um, 
tied in, in, in many ways in, in our vision of how to build a team and, and, and our vision of what we want um, in terms of the players that we bring into the building is, is, very, is very connected. Um, but at the end of the day, when it's time to make decisions um, at, on personnel, while we'll work together, you know, those final decisions will be, be made by me. Ed Graney, Review Journal, Mark. So there you go right there. That's just about 20-something minutes of the opening press conference. And, uh, in fact, Dave Ziegler is the new GM. And Josh McDaniels, to uh, to ease a few minds, is the new head coach of the Silver and Black. And you heard Mark Davis right there with a few words that he had to say, including that Josh McDaniels has acknowledged that it's a fumble. It was a fumble. And I think that that probably Good is, save, is Good one save. of those. It was one of those questions that so many people asked me, hey, are you going to ask him in the presser? And I would have asked him a question like that, but I'm not available to be at the presser due to having to be on the radio at this time, which is fine. No problem with that. Uh, Vinny Bonsignor is there representing us in the Review Journal. Uh, also, we have Heidi Fang there representing us in the Review Journal and uh, multiple others. So I'm glad that uh, we're somewhat there. I wish I could be there in person to soak it all in, but, uh, you know, that's that's just kind of how it goes, and this is the time that they chose to have the presser. So it was a great way to start the show, though. A great way to have uh, some clarity of what's going on as, front of, as the front office goes with Dave Ziegler now as the GM and Josh McDaniels now as the head coach. So uh, we'll get back to some more of the presser a little bit later throughout the course of the show. But a guy that knows a lot about why Josh McDaniels is actually here is Jordan Schultz. And he's going to join us next to talk all things about it, talk about how the interview went down on Friday and Saturday night and some plans that McDaniels has for the offense, which I know everyone wants to know about. It's 225. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Now, we just heard a pretty good chunk of the introductory press conferences for GM Dave Ziegler and Head coach Josh McDaniels of the, the Raiders heard a little bit of their vision. We'll get back to it a little bit later. Right now, we're on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. We've got our guy Jordan Schultz, uh, NFL and NBA insider, host of the pull-up pod, uh, does a lot of different things, most multiple podcasts, at Schultz underscore report on Twitter. And Jordan, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. And uh, you've got a lot of insight. And I saw, I was reading some of your tweets that you had out on over the weekend of just kind of how the interview went down with Josh McDaniels yeah. and some of his plan for uh, Derek Carr and that offense. So uh, just off top, what, what do you think was the biggest um, wow moment for Mark yeah. Davis when he heard Josh McDaniels' plans? You know what, Q, I think a couple things happened, but if you go back to Friday night, that was the key, and I reported this that night and, and Saturday. Basically what happened was before his actual interview on Saturday, McDaniels had dinner with the Raiders' front office, and he, he sold a vision that I think the entire organization, especially Mark Davis, can, can get behind, which is one, I can build a winner with, not without, but with Derek Carr, and I can win with this guy, but you got to trust me. And, and the trust me part is key because what he wants to do is something he didn't do a lot of in New England. And I, I talked about this on Saturday, and I, a lot of people questioned, and I understand, which is he wants to do a lot of these two tight end sets. And if you go back to last season, they were 27th in the league, the Pats were, in terms of two tight end sets usage. And that was with Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry. But with Foster Moreau and, and, and Darren Waller, he believes, McDaniels does, that 
He can really open up the passing game in the seams. He wants to maximize Waller's speed. You know, he feels like this is a 4-4 guy that needs to be unleashed, not, you know, corked in. And, and I think that was a big thing as well. And then the other thing I'll say is this, and I know Raider fans got frustrated with Josh Jacobs and he didn't score a lot of touchdowns, but I think some of the running concepts that they ran last year, and this is no disrespect to Rich Passaccia, but I think McDaniels wants to be more innovative as well, more pre-snap motion. Uh, and I was told that he wowed not only Friday night but Saturday, and, and that's why he uh, he has the job. Jordan, let me ask you this, and it's funny because someone presented it to me uh, earlier today. Is Derek Carr, in your opinion, is he the best quarterback that McDaniels has worked with, not named Tom Brady? I think no question. You know, and I, I like Mac Jones. He, he was better than right. I thought. It, it, no question about it. But, yeah, I think he is, especially he's in the prime of his career. Uh, I, I like Derek Carr. I, I'm a pro Derek Carr guy. But I think, you know, with the exception of Brady, yeah. And, and that says a lot because, right. you know, he took a, a mid-round, first-round pick who a lot of people, including myself, thought maybe he's two, three years away. And Mac Jones, and guy had a you know, great rookie season. And he did it without, you know, a, a, number, a true number one receiver. I mean, he got great production from Jacoby Myers and Kendrick Bourne, and they ran the ball well with Harris. I, I think – he is going to have a, a really good time showing, you know, showcasing what Derek Carr can do. You know, we talked about uh, we we talked about Darren Waller and Foster Moreau, and even a little Josh Jacobs, what he could do with those weapons. But what about Hunter Renfro, who put up some crazy numbers for the Raiders, Raiders last season? Yeah, uh, he's going to his first Pro Bowl. What do you think he can do with a guy like Renfro? Yeah. yeah, well, think about some of the success that the Pats had, you know, with McDaniel's and Bill O'Brien. If you go back to Amendola and Welker. Uh, some slot guys. Renfro has incredible traits as a route runner. Uh, he's really, really good inside the, you know, inside the twenties. But I also, I also think they can use him more in the red zone. And I know, you know, one of the frustrations for me uh, last season with Renfro was why not get him more red zone targets? And he, I know he caught some touchdowns, but I think one of the things that he's going to do, McDaniel's, is he's going to not only ensure that Hunter Renfro gets a ton of targets, a hundred catches. But he's going to make this guy, and he's going to use him more uh, in, inside the red zone and, and really showcase what he can do in the seams, uh, on the perimeter. I think Renfro is a guy that is an extending player in this league. And uh, instead of what we saw, you know, a couple of, I mean, I think what we'll see more of is what we saw last season, but even more of a showcase is this guy is a legit you know, I think he's a legit, like, number one, number two receiver. I, he's a Pro Bowl guy, no question. Talking right now with Jordan Schultz here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And McDaniels opened up his part of the presser and said that he's grown a lot in the last 10 to 12 years since the last yeah. time he was a head coach. How much do you think and how much is yeah. it being talked about in the NFL world, how much McDaniels has grown? It's being talked about a lot. And I know one of the pushbacks, too, with Raider fans was, well, if we bring in Josh McDaniels, can we really trust him? You know, look what happened a decade plus ago with Denver. He was 11 and 17. He didn't, he didn't fulfill his, his promise with the Colts he has grown a lot. And I don't know Josh full disclosure, but I've talked to enough people that have been around him that have said, you know, the thing about Josh is if 42 years old now, uh, he's a different guy than he was when he was 30 and everybody grows in different ways. But I think with McDaniels as a coach and, and as a play caller, he's someone that recognizes some of the mistakes he made and understands that, you know, when you're a head coach, especially with a team that like the Raiders that can win now, you have to hire a great staff, you have to have a vision, and you have to stay committed to that vision when things aren't necessarily going well. And I think what happened in Denver was he didn't have a quarterback he could trust, but he also, I don't think he was ready for that opportunity. I think he's ready now. 
Yeah, um, one question that I would have would be that you said that Josh McDaniels, he wants to be a little bit more innovative in the run game and in the red zone. Um, so, And it seems like he likes all the pieces. You had a tweet that he even likes Josh Jacobs. So what pieces do you think that he would go about adding to this Raiders offense in the offseason? I think what they need is another, a, a little bit – well, number one, I didn't even say this on, on social – but I think they, he wants to use Kenyon Drake more, too. And I, I think uh, hopefully Raider fans will be happy about mm-hmm. that. But I think what he also needs to do is find another big-bodied receiver and find another speed guy, uh, specifically the speed guy. Uh, I think, you know, what happened with Henry Ruggs was, was incredibly sad, uh, especially um, for a new coach coming in now. What, what is he going to do in terms of getting a, a, a guy in the perimeter that can really take the top off defenses? I think that's enormously important for them. I don't know if that's in the draft or in free agency, but I, I think there's, without question, to maximize what Waller, Moreau, and, and Hunter Renfro can do, you need to have a guy that is a legit 4-3 guy that can really go. And um, I think that'll probably be one of the, the key priorities. I don't know who that would be yet. And, and, and this draft has some very good receivers, but that's definitely a priority. Right now we're talking with Jordan. You're on Radio Nation Radio 920. How about this? I just kind of was wondering as I'm sitting here looking at it and thinking about the hire and, and what the Raiders can do, uh, how, how important do you think it is that they have Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels both being hired at the same time, similar to what you saw with John Lynch and, and, uh, and Kyle Shanahan in, in San Francisco where they both could sh- share the same vision together? Ma- massive, massive. You know, and I would, I would ask you this too. Do do, do you think Raider fans, are they excited about the fact that it's, it's both those guys together? No, I don't think Raider fans are excited really? about any of them because they're both coming from uh, New England. Okay, okay. So let's, let's put that aside. Right, for one exactly. <laughs> and understand that these guys, McDaniels and Ziegler, not only both come from the past, but they were college teammates at John Carroll University. It's a Division three school, but they go way back. And when you have the trust and communication between GM and head coach, it goes a long way. It does not guarantee success, but it certainly helps a lot. I mean, we saw, for example, how it doesn't go well when you don't have that with Miami. Look at Brian Flores mm-hmm. and Chris Greer. But some of these, some of the really good successful teams in the league, it's not always the case, but have a great relationship and, and real lockstep between GM and head coach. And you're going to get that between Ziegler and McDaniels. That was always the, 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 the goal for those two was to be together and now that they are, I think it will make a big difference. You know, I'm pretty excited about the direction that the team is going offensively. My biggest question, I think, is now going to be defensively because yeah. they actually made a step forward last year under Gus Bradley. Uh, I'm assuming that he won't be back. I see he's already interviewing other places. So how do you think that they kind of build off the, the success that they had on defense, especially, you know, thinking that there could be a possibility that they might change the scheme completely? I don't know if the players that they have right now would fit another scheme that they would run. Yeah, and, and you talked about Gus Bradley. I mean, what – what a job he did. And, and, you know, if you think about these great young pass rushers with Ngakwe and Crosby, those two alone, just maximizing what they can do, it's going to be incredibly important. And this is why I mentioned with McDaniels having the staff that he can really identify as, like, this is what I need you to do. I'm going to delegate. And I don't think he did that in Denver either. I think he can do that now. Um, but I, it's going to be very important for him to have a, hire a D.C. that – can mirror some of the things that Gus Bradley did. Really understand that you have two superstars uh, in Ngakwe and Crosby and understand as well that this is a division defined by passing, especially moving forward. You're going to have so – maybe Rodgers goes to Denver too. You're gonna, you are going to have to be able to have corners that can cover. You have to be able to have corners that can tackle. 
And I think that's going to be, uh, to your point, very important. I don't know who who, who the DC is going to be. Uh, I really, I, I'm. I, there's been a lot of reports, and I know a lot of Raider fans, you know, want Week Martindale. We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, and you know, I saw Wink Martindale, and I would be fine with that. I think that that would be a really good hire. Obviously, he's a hell of a defensive coordinator, but I do know that Unique Ngakwe wasn't that successful under him uh, in Baltimore. But then again, the circumstances were a little different, so uh, it's kind of got me up in the up yeah. in you know. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, you're, you're absolutely right. Just to go uh, move forward with uh, one thing with Ngakwe, I actually had him on my show during the season, and j- just to reiterate the, uh, the, the the passion that these guys feel for for Derek Carr. You know, that's another guy. I know he's a defensive player, but th- that that whole locker room is is you know that's a Derek Carr locker room, and nice. I think it, everything starts and ends with him. And I think if you have an offense that's scoring points, it makes things a lot easier on your on your DC. Yeah, absolutely, it sure does. And Jordan, this is great. And I only got a couple more questions for you. I wanted to ask you about Dave Ziegler in particular because we, what we saw from the New England Patriots last season, they spent a lot of money in free agency to get the right guys in place, and it turned into a playoff berth. How aggressive do you think he might be now that he's actually the the GM in, in with the title uh, with the Raiders? Very. I think he's going to be very aggressive. And I talked about the two tight ends. Uh, it didn't. They didn't really use. I didn't think they used them enough. Right. Uh, and. They spent a tremendous amount of money on those tight ends, but no, I, I think absolutely. And you know, they brought back Matthew Judon, who was excellent for them this year. I think you're going to see a guy in Dave Ziegler who, given that he has the keys to this now and has a head coach that he can trust and have these communications, have this communication with, he's going to be very aggressive going out uh, in free agency. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you know if they moved up in the draft. I just think because you know the it's one thing to go into a rebuilding situation, but when you have a roster that's coming off a playoff appearance and has enough good young players, I, I think the Raiders, to me, are, is an ascending roster. You, you have the freedom to go out and be aggressive, even as a first-year GM. I agree. I agree 100%. Before we let you go, my man DeMond wanted to actually ask you another head coaching that's outside of the Raiders, but a guy that yeah. he has his eye on. Go ahead, DeMond. Yeah, you said that, McDaniel, that he would be a great fit for yeah. the Dolphins' job, but do you think that he's going to get the job? I do, I do, and the Dolphins are tricky with how they're operating. I'll say this, uh, fellas they they have tried and done pretty well to be very coy and quiet, uh, but it's my you know interpretation that uh, Jim Harbaugh is a very big long shot there, um, and I, I think you're looking at a two man race with with McDaniel uh, being the, the the top dog, uh, and I say that because with Mike you have a young, innovative head coach who is very good with quarterbacks. He's probably going to get an upgrade going from Jimmy to Tua, or at least a lateral move. And I think he's going to do a lot if he had the opportunity with Jalen Waddle. I've talked to some, some executives around the league who basically said, look, Miami has some talent. They have a lot of dysfunction. But you bring in a, a young head coach like Mike McDaniel, you can kind of invigorate that team. And I think he would be very good for that offense at the very least. So nice. if I had to say right now forecasting, you know, he, he's interviewing today, I would say there's a pretty pretty good chance he's going to get that job. Music to my ears because I thought <laughs> I thought maybe he could get the Raider job. But it's like I'm glad to see that he is going to get a head coaching shot somewhere. I possibly. hope so. I, mean, I tell you what, if it's not this round, he's, he's certainly going to be very close. But I, I, I hope it's him just because I think he'd do a very good job there. Final question for you. What about Brian Flores? I know he's interviewed with the Texans a couple times. Texans, so. Saints tomorrow. Yeah. What do you think about yeah, him? Saints, Saints tomorrow. You know, I've been asked that a lot. Um, I think with, with Brian, uh, talk about dysfunction coming from Miami. 
Uh, and, and I like Brian a lot. I, I, you know, the Texans is interesting because Deshaun's there, and I'm, I think he'd love to be with Deshaun, but it's also a, an organization that has been very dysfunctional as well with the not-so-great owner. Uh, I think the Saints is ultimately going to be Dennis Allen. I've said that since day one. I, I wouldn't rule Flo out anywhere, but I think there's a possibility, not necessarily a, a great chance, but a possibility he would get squeezed and, and maybe – He'd take a year off. But, yeah, New Orleans, Houston, if I had to guess, I think Houston. But, um, man, I don't know, fellas, that you tell me. Would you want to be the head coach of the Texans right now? No, no, not not at all. But you know what? You said something to me that intrigued our conversation that myself and Devon had last week. And uh, I'll just ask you your opinion. You've been covering the league and many professional leagues for a very long time. Uh, you mentioned he might, Brian Flores might get squeezed and take the year out. What about uh, taking a defensive coordinator job for a year? What are your thoughts on that? I like that. I, I like that a lot. And he's certainly someone that can coach the hell out of defense. Um, I, I, if I had to say with Flo, I think it's, it's tough for a, especially someone that young who's had that much success to go from head coach fired to DC. Right. Um, I, it would, it wouldn't shock me. It would surprise me though. It, it would surprise me. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. I, you know, I really, I've been very pro Brian Flores, and I thought Miami handled that very poorly. I did. So I, so I want him to succeed, you know, selfishly. But I, I would be more surprised if he took a DC job than if he took the year off. If a head coach job did not become a, an offer. There you yeah, go. Jordan, because Q and I <laughs> were having the go. argument. So if it was you, would you take the year off or would you take a DC I'd job? Work. Because I'm saying I'm taking the year <laughs> I like, off. I, I like prove my, I prove so myself. I like working and I like paychecks. Um, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, but but you know you don't want, you don't want to just take a job to take a job. Just right. like you don't want to make a trade to make a trade. So it has to be right, and that's why I said with Houston, you know, to go from Miami to Houston, it's one, it's it's just a it's a tough tough draw, man. Right. No, it really is. But uh, good stuff as always, uh, Jordan. I know you got a lot that you got your uh, you got your toes into. A lot of podcasts. You're doing a lot of insider work. What you got coming out that we need to be on the lookout for? I appreciate that. I'm actually doing a really fun thing uh, tomorrow with Dez Bryant nice. uh, with some with some NFT releases. Uh, Dez is kind of all in on the NFTs, and mm-hmm. I want to learn some about it. So hopefully that'll be that'll be fun. I'll, I'll be posting that on my IG, Twitter, TikTok, everything. Nice. Well, at Schultz underscore. Uh, wait, hold on. I gotta get it right. Hold on. I gotta get the Twitter right. Hold on. You're good. You're good. I don't want to mess it up. At Schultz underscore report. There it is, right there. Want to make sure I get it right. So uh, there it is. We'll definitely be following along. And thank you so much for your insight, man. It was great as always. Thank you, guys. Be good. All right, there he goes. George Schultz does a fantastic job covering all the leagues. I mean, he really does. Uh, NBA, he's got some really – if you're an NBA person, Damon, man, you want to dip into some of the podcasts because some of the guests that he has on there are fantastic. I learn a lot when I listen to those podcasts. And uh, then again, like I said, he does the great insider work with the NFL and with uh, with the NBA and multiple other sports. 2.46 is the time. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll, come, uh, we'll have a couple text messages that we'll get to. We'll get your thoughts. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. What does it mean to be a Raider? What to you, what does it mean to be a Raider? Man, being a Raider is not just being a football player. It's not just a jersey or just a, just a helmet. It's about a lifestyle. It's about, it's about loyalty. It's about doing whatever you have to do to help your brothers, to help your family. That's what it's all about. It's never putting yourself above the shield. That's what being a Raider is all about. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Introductory press conference still going on at the Intermount Healthcare Performance Center. Introducing GM Dave Ziegler and also head coach Josh McDaniels. We just heard from Jordan Schultz talking about the interview process for McDaniels. 
what stood out to Mark Davis, what got them excited about McDaniels and also Ziegler, who they had interviewed earlier in the week. I thought that was a lot of good intel from Jordan, so I definitely appreciate him. Coming up at 3 o'clock, Bob Roller from National Director of Sports Management from the Shrine Bowl will join us. I'll be out at the Shrine Bowl um, on Tuesday and on Wednesday. No, on Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, Wednesday and Thursday I'll be at the Shrine Bowl. There's a media day on Wednesday. Get a lot of good interviews with some players that are participating. And then Thursday actually be doing Unnecessary Roughness. This show will be live at uh, Allegiant Stadium leading up to kickoff, which is at 5 o'clock. So a lot of good stuff to look forward to this week. Next week we will be in L.A. for the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 56. Now that we know the Rams and Cincinnati are there, we'll be there all week long, all Week strong. So starting on Monday at 2 o'clock. Well, actually, sorry. Starting at Monday at noon, uh, JT the Brick will be there live, and I'll be there live. And then we'll also be getting guests for the morning tailgate. And uh, Vinny Bonsignor, he'll uh, appear at the table when he gets a chance as he'll be running around doing some stuff for the RJ as well. But uh, very excited to be able to bring you uh, and bring Raider Nation Radio their very first Super Bowl Radio Row experience. I think that's going to be awesome. Cannot wait to get down to L.A. and get things cooking. I uh, wanted to point out real quick, um, Raiders GM Dave Ziegler was asked about Derek Carr's contract and uh, Ziegler responded I had a great conversation with Derek yesterday there's going to be a process of learning Derek Derek's going to learn us that's going to be step one so no strong answer about what they're going to do a lot of people are assuming that McDaniels is uh is going to go and make sure that Carr gets a long time extension real quick fast in a hurry but they're going to do some research basically they're going to make everyone prove uh, who they are you know they're going to go in there and sit down with Derek uh, let him know what the expectations are he's going to let him know what his expectations are and then they're going to work on it from there so uh, I think that that is a good thing also Dave Ziegler the GM said that all player personnel decisions are his he makes them their final so it's no longer the head coach is the guy who's more important than the GM like it was when Gruden was the the guy and they say 51% to 49 of Mayock when we know it was more like 98% Gruden, 2% Mayock. I mean, that's really what the expectations and what it really, the reality of it was. So uh, just a couple nuggets coming out. And uh, if we get some time, we may go back to a little bit of the presser. Uh, but I did want to hit up a couple of these texts and also some uh, some thoughts off the Raider Nation listener line. Uh, East Bay Raider Gray hit us up on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Ziegler is focused. He went right into the vision and mission statement of the organization. He did that before even thanking his family. Dude is committed. Go Raiders. And these kind of things get the fan base fired up. They really do. Uh, and these guys do their homework. They're no dummies. They're not going to go into these uh, pressers and introduce themselves and not know the hot buttons that are going to push the, push the fan base. Just like when Mark Davis said that Josh McDaniel said it was a fumble, uh, talking about the tuck rule. I mean, they, they knew what they were doing. I mean, they know that they want to get, you know, the fan base fired up. And, and I can appreciate that. That's what they're supposed to do. So uh, everything sounds good. And I, I believe that it's, it's going to look good. I think my biggest concern for this regime is what are they going to do defensively? Because we did see the Raiders defense take a step forward in 2021. I don't want to see them take a couple steps back. Vegas Pete said, I really like what I heard from Ziegler and McDaniels. Who wins uh, more than the Pats? That's a good point. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, the Patriot way hasn't worked outside of New England. And that's that's facts. You know, only Brian Flores and Bill O'Brien really had success as head coaches in the league. You know, there's been a few uh, playoff bursts for uh, Bill O'Brien. He made the playoffs, I think, four times while he was in Houston. But I'll say this and I've said it multiple times, including on my podcast today. Those guys, all those coaches never took over a team that won 10 games and went to the playoffs. None of those guys won 10 games and made it to the playoffs. You know, I mean, they they didn't. They they took over teams that were in the dumps, and they were trying to get them going, and it didn't work out very well. But they weren't really set up in a good position. This is a team, as Mark Davis said today, 
It's not a rebuild. It's a reload, something we've been trying to preach to everyone here on Raider Nation Radio that's willing to listen. Uh, 2.55 is the time. When we come back, Bob Roller, National Director of Sports Management for the Shrine Bowl. He'll join us to talk about all the things going on at Allegiant Stadium and what will be happening later on this week. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920.